welcome back. We've done it once again. Sorry for the delay, um, but we have other shit to do. But here is the next recording of Charizard Chronicles Special Edition with Maddie. Um, we're going through chapter 6 through 10 of the quote-unquote allegedly fictitious novel The Wig, the Bitch, and the Meltdown by J. Manuel. Uh, lots of spoilers, not that it matters, but if you were really just looking forward to reading this absolute, um, just tell-all that takes no responsibility for itself, um, you should probably know that there will be spoilers. Anyway, thank you so much and enjoy. Hello? Sister! Meow. That house is so cute. Thank you! Sorry, I know I'm we're I'm very recording. excited. I'm well, obsessed it's with fun. it. It's so cool. Yeah, we can't wait to do make some changes and then have people over. Yay! I love it so yeah. much. We'll have to talk about it later. Yeah. Um, but yes, welcome to the... Charizard Chronicles podcast once again, Maddie. Thank you so much for of coming. Course, anytime. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah, I can't wait to get back into it. As you all know, we uh the last time Maddie was here, we um we went through and discussed chapters one through five of The Wig, the Bitch, and the Meltdown, a novel by J. Manuel. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, a nonfiction. It's uh, post-truth if you will yes um but but yeah so we're on we read chapters six through ten and let me tell you buckle up there is some tea there's a lot going on here um and i think we should just like maybe get into it what do you say I think yeah. that's all good. The, of course, the first thing that jumped out to me was he continues in his inartistic way to paint himself as, like, again, the moral compass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, like, in Chapter 6, I have underlined, like, talking about, let's see. Oh, they start talking about the makeovers, which was, like, the best Right. Episodes of all the best part. Because someone always had a breakdown. Yeah. And it's, and also, like, you really felt like they, at least at the time, I was under the impression, like, they really were doing these makeovers so that these women, these young women could get into the modeling industry. Like, I was eating it up, and now you're reading this, and the goal was for at least one of them to have a breakdown. Right. <laughs> like, like it was really fucking with them. Yeah, it wasn't real. like she never believed in any of them is sort of how it comes off. I know. And you know throughout what I mean? the whole thing, Pablo it says Pablo found he didn't always agree with her. Though, mm-hmm. And tried mm-hmm. to only play up assets and then, you know, she talks about like cutting yeah, off and then, this poor well, girl's he, hair and it says Pablo disagreed but didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. 
Well, if you, that quote about him not always agreeing with her and, like, trying to only play up assets, just before that, he says, Keisha was loud and brutally honest. Like, moving down the line of guinea pigs. Like, right. Like, All right, so she's out here just disrespecting people, whereas he's 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 saying the same shit, but framing it in a positive way. Right, exactly. For, for sure. Yeah, it's just so gross. And then, okay, I underlined... Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm is that Rebecca from one of the seasons the blonde Rebecca uh where is that bottom of page 56 I so because she's talking about a character Hannah but then she says Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm isn't high fashion and I was like I feel like she's alluding to the actual Rebecca from a season but if you also recall, there was a Hannah in one of the later seasons. It's the season where they go to Morocco. She makes it pretty far, but literally the whole time Tyra is telling her how commercial she is and how mm. she's too quiet. So I thought that, that was, it was that Hannah. Let oh. me double check the season. Because um, I think but Rebecca I also... was the one that passed out. Do you remember? Yes. Yeah, I remember her. She was also very Sunnybrook Farm, if you will. She was, you know, she was like blonde hair, blue eyed, and she didn't make it that far. So very well. I almost feel like this is like word vomit. Like when Tyra saw Hannah, she probably referenced the Rebecca. Right. Okay. From the previous season. Mm, That makes sense. That would be my guess. Yeah. Hannah is from cycle 11. Oh, okay. And she was the set. She made it to the top three. Okay. Yeah. And then Um, there's another girl. uh, Let's see. Is it Rachel? No, it's Heather, the ebony beauty, who says her expensive weave weave is all gone. And then is like sobbing. is that jade or is that jada jada and because she, she says i look like a boy yeah and jada was the jada. one that was said cried and said she looked like a boy so i was like wow yeah. there are just so many little easter eggs in this book it was mm-hmm, really great mm-hmm. oh okay so sorry but backstory hannah the girl that we were talking about cycle 11 is the one that do you remember uh mckee she's it was her season. She's the one that won. She was like, yeah. She was like a boxer. Yes, I or do. Something. I haven't seen that one in a long time. Me neither, because it is not a good it's season. Not, yeah, it's not one that I would return to. Yeah, it's not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Anyway, but yeah, the I Look Like a Boy is definitely Jada. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was fun. Um the other thing, so moving on, they're they're talking about like f- again filming the makeovers, and it quotes uh, Keisha Cash like talking to them like, "Oh, you know, today models, your muse is gonna make sure you know how to work your new look for castings, and of course Instagram." Right, and then um, the the cameras turn towards Pablo. And he says, a team of artists will do half your face, teaching you the art of applying makeup. He got the boring lines. Yep. Afterwards, you'll make up the other half of your face. So, like, 
basically, I don't know. It's just, it's so, he's just fishing. This whole book is him just fishing for any sort of compliment, Mm -hmm. reinforcement, like any sort of acknowledgement, which again, I'm sure. I was actually, after dad listened to our episode, I was talking to him about it and he was like, you know, I'm sure he worked very hard, Camille. Like you guys are like, you guys are really, really reaming him in. And I was just like, he, here's a, there's a better example in here and I'm sure we'll get to it, but he, Jay Manuel worked very hard on that show. I am certain. Right. Um, no, so many other people worked very hard and none of them released a book. I was about to say, this is the thing that I would say to our dear sweet father, who I'm sure will listen mm-hmm. to this episode and just has a heart of gold is, yeah, yes, he worked very hard. And also a lot of people work very hard in thankless jobs and don't release like a petty book that they maybe should have gone through these things in therapy, yeah. you know? yeah. Exactly. Because he is exactly. yeah. just searching for the validation of like, like he's just complaining. Like he's like, I always got the boring mm-hmm. lines. She stole all of mm-hmm. my ideas. Mm-hmm. Like da, 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 da. And so it's almost, I think I also just have, maybe it's my own character defect. I really struggle with like people that are just living in this like victimhood mentality yes which exactly is just the entire book but I underlined he got he always got the boring lines too mm-hmm. because he's just not like he's not even trying to be artistic with like character development he's just yeah. on the platter and it's like listen you guys love Pablo he did all of the work and got none of the credit and it's like well that isn't yeah. really how you get to like love a character you know mm-hmm. exactly yeah you can't I can't be spoon-fed a feeling for a character exactly like you're just ruining it and then the paragraph right after that where Keisha says um you know I'll I'll be giving you guys white tank tops and skinny jeans which is regulation model attire for casting mm-hmm. you know mama's always looking out hashtag I got you Keisha crossed her fingers like Pablo always did and stamped the air. The on-set photographer snapped that hashtag gesture. Send that to me ASAP, the PR person said to the photographer, basically. I really fucked up that quote. But ultimately, like, Keisha steals this stupid little saying and hand gesture. The hashtag gesture that is already (sighs) so outdated and no longer cool. It's so, yeah, and never existed. Like, I want to know, like, what was the hand gesture? The thing that she stole? Like, what, yeah, what was it? Was it fierce? I don't, he would have mentioned it, There's no way. Because he uses... Keisha saying fierce all the time and he would have said like she stole that word from me we need to watch and see any like um I don't know body language that she does often because there's got to be something I had that same thought I was like I wonder what the equivalent to the hashtag fingers was because he's very bitter about it yeah like he's very do you think that he wishes he coined the term smize. Oh, that's an interesting Do you one. think that could be Potentially. it? Potentially. Do I don't know. I just, I mean, I don't see how 
he would have come up with or, that. Or you know what I'm but... thinking? What if it was like a snap? Because if mm. I remember, both Jay and Tyra do it. Yeah, you know? May- I but but can you really be upset about be like, that? I snapped. Like, is I feel like it has to be a, a special, more special more than, a, than a snap. Here's yeah, the thing, you Jay. Say? First of all, hope you're doing well. Hope you've sought the of help course. you need. Like, are you okay? Reach out to a friend or family rem- member. Second of all... He no longer needs help. He made his Yeah, decision. he did. <laughs> Baby girl. Second of all, please answer our questions, as I'm sure more will come up. Thank you so much. Oh. <laughs> there are plenty There more. are many, plenty many questions. questions. Um, the next thing during the makeovers is uh, soybean. Miss soybean oh, yes. on chapter on page sixty. Yes. Uh, soybean, soy basically, laughing. yeah. Um, it's the whoo, Where is it? It's on page sixty. Something. Yeah. Um. I. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do you remember Cassandra? Cassandra? Yes, who, they I chopped her how she hair pronounced off too. it. Yes, mm-hmm. but like she wouldn't let them chop it off correctly, and it is literally this scene. Like she gives, oh. she gives Jay Manuel an attitude at the salon. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. I. And then so, Jay Manuel is like, "Well, if you're not gonna get your hair cut more, then you can go home." He, and he says this here. He tells her to go home. Right. And then um, gazing at the craft service table and sensing the tension building from across the room, Keisha swooped in quickly as if a fresh tug of tub of Haagen-Dazs had been Oh, opened, my God. He will not which, let the ice cream first go. First of all. He will not let it go. But, but, but he's very body positive. Don't oh my forget. Gosh. Okay. Like, it, I don't know if you recall, yeah. but he's actually, like, very He's an advocate. Positive. Yeah. And then, but anyway, Keisha goes on to just serve this girl and just tells her to pack her bags. You're going home now. Like, you only had one chance to make an impression and you made yours. Pack your bags. You're going home now. And that was definitely the um the moment during judging where tyra is like i said mia farrow in rosemary's baby yes oh my god yes that was with cassandra (laughs) yes and then and then they just send her home like she wasn't even like i don't even think it made it she made it to being the bottom two where i only have one girl's photo like i think they just is, do you remember? Yeah, they, like, Am chopped her hair off thinking and then that? was just, like, your attitude is shitty. Like, leave. Yeah. Yep. Which they, I, I mean, they were right to do in my Yeah, like, I don't disagree. Opinion. They also, like, but it, bleached her just, hair. It was, like, a pixie cut with bleached yeah. blonde. It was a big change. Yeah. Also, sorry, yeah, I'm it was, still it eating was frozen blueberries. Some frozen No, that's totally okay. Um, oh, and then I feel like this, this whole section, I totally forgot about it until I'm looking at it again, but where, so, um, Miss Soybean or Cassandra, as we know her to be, 
gets sent home allegedly mm-hmm. or in our eyes the viewers eyes she's sent home but really they just go and they sit in a hotel for the rest of the, the show filming. yeah i was shook about that for the whole show i mean it makes sense like, though because they otherwise don't get they their cell leaked. phones back yeah i it does make sense i just always i don't know why this is obviously stupid but I always thought that they would just go home and then, like, just be like, oh, but you like can't tell anybody. Something. Like, make them sign sign an NDA, yeah. yeah. Which is dumb, because if I got voted off of anything and they sent me home and they were like, but don't tell anyone, I would be blabbing. I would call Everyone. any news to- yeah. yeah, I would call anyone that I could, I would be hitting people up on Instagram, sliding into DMs, be like, let me tell you what's going on. But yeah, like they don't even get their cell phone. So literally, if you're eliminated, they're just sad in week, a hotel for months for like, yeah, I how long do you think because it seems like it didn't take as long to film as I thought it took. I, I thought every what episode was over a week a week span. that's what i thought as well but then reading this it was something like two months of filming and then two they took like two months off so oh, like is I it because right. really so how many so maybe it's like because two episodes because it starts with what week, 12 maybe maybe yeah also, i could believe that especially like some of the earlier mm-hmm. ones like i feel like less time passes in the the fewer the girls there are like when there's only three of them left an episode is filled with like more stuff oh, in yeah, that's a day true. or you know that's what i mean true they also going back to the um eliminated girls having to stay the crew gives them the nickname bogies and I was like, what a yeah. dumb nickname, first of all. Second of all, they're going to know it's about them. Like, that's not a very yeah. inconspicuous word. Well, yeah, I also don't fully understand, like, why even have, like, a code name. Right. Like, who's, like, when are they talking about them in front of the other contestants? Right. And do the do these contestants not know that they have to stay afterwards? Ooh, that's like, a good then question. Then you can just... Because, I, I mean, you would think they would need to know that. They would be... I feel like I would be bamboozled For if sure. I was told that, you know, I've been eliminated, but all of a sudden I have to stay in this bitch-ass hotel room with no cameras right. on me, providing my own, providing my own food. Like, Wait, do you think they had to provide the rest their of own the food? time? Um, yeah, I mean, they had to provide their own food at when they were on the show. What? Don't you remember Brie and it, don't you remember Brie and Nicole's um, showdown because Brie's <clears throat> granola bars disappeared oh, yeah. and she thought Nicole ate them, and so she poured all of Nicole's Red That's Bulls right. down the sink, and then Nicole was like. You poured all my Red Bulls down the sink. I did not take those granola bars. And Brie was like, "Well, both our shit's gone." Yes, right. And then Nicole—they were so annoyed with her because she had to go get chopstick. I do remember the groceries. 
being yeah. part of it. I forgot yes. about that. Yeah. So like, so now you're not only no longer competing, but you are just out of you're not like you're in your away own from world. your job, your friends, your yeah. home. Yeah, you're just like in this place where again, I don't fully understand. I feel like they film it the whole season and then edit it and release it, right? Like Oh, for sure. Like we weren't watching it the week that these things no, happened. No, no, no. Definitely not. Right? Definitely. Okay. Because, like, just imagine that. Like, people start recognizing right. you if you, if you like, go out of your hotel. So, like, that's a thing. Yeah, but it makes sense that they would avoid Also, that. I, this chapter, I'm, like, skinny, skimming ahead a little bit, but this chapter confirmed uh-huh. one of the questions we have always had watching the show, which is, do we think Tyra knows of or sees all the drama happening in the house? Or not. Oh my and she God. has hidden cameras. Yes. And I was like, I knew it. Of course, she, of course she, does. she does. Yeah. Of course she has access to I know. So I was giggling so hard about like her listening in on all of their conversations. Especially like, because first of all, I know that they edited all, edited all of the ones out where they were talking about, shit about for her. Sure. Yeah. But like, she saw them and you know they exist it's especially especially on the Mm -hmm. season one with elise how all she does is talk about how much smarter she is than everyone and how shitty and vapid everyone is you don't think she ever had that energy for for tyra you don't think she you don't think elise the scientist the pre-doctor Whatever she thought she was. I wonder what she's doing. I wonder what she's doing. Where's her driving? I mean, I really hope she's a doctor. But if not, she is like, I don't know. She kind of had a tude. Like, she kind of had that better than you attitude. Well, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I hope she's a doctor for her sake. Because I can only imagine the trolls. But I'm also. Just being like, oh, remember when you told us that you were too smart right. to be a model? Mm, now you're neither. True. Funny how that happens. <laughs> Karma can be a bitch. Uh, interesting. But also, I'm yeah. wondering if, like, the ones who shit talked Tyra, like, Tyra was like, nope, they're getting eliminated. And so maybe some of them did, oh. like, really well, but she, like, sabotaged. Ooh, I, I would that. absolutely believe that. I wonder if. That may happen in this book, honestly. I wouldn't be surprised. Maybe. Because she decides that Adriana is the winner. Immediately. She's like, oh, she's going to be our winner. Who, by the way, is, I assume, Adrian. Oh. No. Because Adrian was the season one winner, remember? I know, but posed with the cheetah. Oh, and is she like fixed the whole situation so that she was supposed to be with the Dalmatian. I'm really getting ahead of myself right now. Yeah, yeah. Well, but if you, but also like there's there's the part where Adriana's like tank top has blood all over. Yeah, it. yeah. We're like right here, and um, what happens? Uh, I'm gonna give Adriana points for dressing the part, but blood really creeps me out. What do oh you think? Oh my gosh! Pablo? 
And first of all, you think that is cringy. Ready? So after she says, what do you think, Pablo? Keisha turned her head away and tucked herself behind her silver quaffed fix- fixer. Like, wait, what? where are you? This is page oh, 65. Okay, okay. But, yeah. Oh, my God. I forgot I about know, this I'm like part. rereading the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but, so, basically, they just spend this whole time talking shit about Adriana and how she has blood on her shirt that she's supposed to wear, and then Keisha just points to, um, quote-unquote, the Iman copycat model, mm-hmm. Heather, and says, you look the most like a model this evening, and I'm gonna, and I'm glad to see you owning your black version Mia Farrow oh. haircut. You get immunity this week, which is first of all, was immunity ever a thing on A and T? I feel I like that, that was. Thought. I don't think so Wait, either, actually, and I think no, that was so yet lying. another. It was, but it was for the next week. Like someone would win a challenge. Mm. I think because I think Kaylin maybe had immunity or something. Oh, yeah. I think maybe they did toy around. But with I don't think it was, like, a sure. consistent thing. Like, I think it would just randomly show yeah. up. Also, I'm just now seeing the part where it was saying she tur- Keisha turned her head away and tucked herself behind her silver coist fixer. I didn't realize you were referencing Pablo. Yeah. Oh, my God. The yes. Narcissism. Like, it's so... Like, why? 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 It's so rude, honestly. And I mean, I I understand that he he can't, you know, it's part of creative writing to refer to a character as different things other than just his name or like, like, you know what I mean? Because then it becomes a lot of Pablo said and Keisha said, and then he's so I, I understand. He's actually, I can see that he, yeah, well, I can just. You can see that he took, he like found a few webinars on Mm. creative writing, but like, yeah, he just, he just cannot help himself. And he didn't want to spend the money on an editor. I'm going to keep bringing that back into this. I, yeah, it's a lot. Um, Oh, and then the final page of chapter six where um so it's kind of starts on the page before where by the time keisha and pablo oh heading off to the party by the so they do a challenge and head into a party with you know like the the people to know in the fashion industry so miss miss thing which is miss j alexander and mason hughes which is Freaking Nigel Barker, they're there, and so it says. Um, Miss Thing was showing off, parading up and down the long communal table in the famous oak room, like it were his personal runway. Watching the deprived model coach, coach's need for attention, they were ready to go home. He wishes he were me, Keisha whispered to Pablo. Who wouldn't? He said. She giggled. 
The problem is, he has a face made for radio. And the other disrespect. I'm so protective of Miss J. And you know what? My thought with that is any (sighs) runway that Miss J is on is Miss J's runway. And that's that. So Any, that's the thing. If there is a hallway, if there is Miss J, like, I live in a converted garage and it is Miss J's runway. So don't, don't you, you dare ever, don't you ever disrespect Miss J. I also, I feel like that insult, like he has a face made for radio, is also like pretty lame. Like I don't know if it's just me. It's a very, it's very, very tired. It's mean spirited. It's punching down. It isn't unique or mm-hmm. creative. And it's it's just an unnecessary extra dig, and it's just very obvious how upset Jay is because we would all one hundred percent rather see one hundred percent. Miss Jay is the best, so evolved, so wonderful. Yeah, and I like. Mm, yeah, I got heated. I at just that part for sure. Yeah, like, what a way to I end actually, the chapter. Right after I read that, I watched, I, I think I mentioned it in our first podcast about this book, but I watched my happy birthday cameo that you got me of Miss J right after that, because I was so grumpy. Oh, I was good like, for you. And then I was fine yeah. again, because I was like, he, oh, Miss J transcends all pettiness. He does not have time for this. Yeah, like, it's incredible. It's unaffected. It's incredible. He's fine. He's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so we're we're moving on to chapter seven that um, it's basically the first photo mm-hmm. shoot they do, I guess. And I just I want to point out another like fun just for whatever reason, a fun little like extra like not I want to call it a humble brag because I think that's mm-hmm. how he viewed it. But in the first paragraph, it talks about how, you know, it was going to be another sleepless night for Pablo. He was so anxious about the photo shoot. He was trying to get some sleep. And he was looking up the ceiling, counting supermodels instead of sheep backward from 100. Didn't work. So he began singing Mm -hmm. a Tibetan mantra. Om ma tri mu ye sa le du. First of all. Is that a Tibetan? Like, I don't, did he do any no. research? I need I also, to know. I, really, I should have that looked really it up. Bugged me because but. I feel like he needs to choose how he wants to be portrayed. Like you can't just cling on to all these different like yeah, vibes he's some, he's, and try to just make your character yes, all of exactly. them. Exactly. Yes, he's like he is. One of those, like, you can tell who he follows on Instagram by this book. Totally. Does that make sense? Like, he he follows someone who is very earthy and kind of, like, into, you know, um, meditating. Like, I'm sure he follows someone who's very holistic and, like, all that shit. And just probably... Oh my god, it really, it's real. I can't. What is it? I have to know. So it's just a song. I'm just... 
I don't think we're allowed to play it because I don't know exactly how oh yeah copyright works on this it's a it's a heart mantra om represents compassion i can't oh my god you've already looked too far into it at this point yeah what is a heart mantra saying words or sounds repeatedly to connect with the vibrational energy of their sacred meaning like he learned this on instagram somebody somebody posted this one on instagram and just Wait, okay, so Om compassion, Ma love, try changes anger into love, Mu changes attachment into generosity, Yi changes ignorance into all knowingness. What? And then Sa changes jealousy into openness, Lei changes pride into peacefulness, Du changes laziness into awareness. I also question how accurate that is because OM is also used for just like the general vibration of the universe and the oneness of all things. So it's not necessarily tied to the heart chakra. Mm. Yeah. I also, so this is my source is from heartmantra.org, which it actually looks like. It's a foundation, and they sell wristbands with Great. this. So, so do we do think he has? But a I wristband. don't know what this foundation is mm. for. Oh, he one hundred percent has a wristband. Who we are? Hot mantra. I also feel like. Uh, so, number one, the founder is an old white woman, mm-hmm. and we're doing Tibetan mantras. Great. This tells you all you need to know, I believe. I think that alone. Yeah, just f- fucking. I'm also now? pretty sure um, that Om is generally a. Sorry, I'm getting way too into this, like, yoga piece, but I think it's usually no, with. It's like. Fine. That's the sound that you're meditating if you're trying to open your crown chakra. But anyways, mm, interesting. But yeah, he just needs to pick like a vibe that he's going for. Like, are you the hardworking dude that's getting no credit, or are you the Zen guy that's above it? Like, I don't care. But like, choose. Yeah, I also I know that we're going off on a tangent, but this heartmantra.org, Let me just like this is again. This was the one of the first things to pop up. When I all I did was Google the mantra words, and most of the Google page was like where to listen to it, like on YouTube and like different versions of it, of some song with just those words repeated over and over. But then heartmantra.org um, is what I'm looking at now, and my source of information as to what these things mean. And then Maddie brought up the great point of like who is heart mantra like who yeah who is who's this? educating us on this shit right now and again it is right. an old white woman I won't say her name but her the about page so um, this woman founded Heart Mantra Foundation Inc so it is an incorporation. Because she saw the willingness in people to help. Yeah. What? What does that mean? That's the broadest 
thing I've ever heard. Yeah. She saw the willingness in people (laughs) to help. Like, so Heart Mantra Foundation, Inc. is a platform to share the needs of others through projects that everyone can be a part of. So what they like, they have no initiatives of their own. They're like their own right. Google I was about to say, for nonprofits, like, a like page for other organizations. Yeah, I don't fully understand. And who's in charge of they, things like so that? So they have, I don't know. They have one. What the fuck? They have one Tibetan man on their board of directors. But, like, that's it? I I don't know. It's it's wild. But anyway, something tells me that this is who you know, Jay Manuel I follows. wouldn't be surprised. I don't have any... Maybe he doesn't follow them, but, like, that's... That sort of seems to be where he got his information. Also, potentially. the Tibetan man That's... that might be being tokenized, you know? Okay, I, I didn't oh, want to assume, but also it seems as such. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't know. I actually, now would be a great time to also bring up the um, interview Oh, I read I that I read that Jay Manuel did. Yeah, so it's basically, basically the it's from it's from Jezebel, which I don't, I don't even know what that is, but it is an interview. So like, he's quoted in it. Oh, actually, okay. So this article is by someone from Jezebel, whatever that means. And it quotes an interview that Jay Manuel did with Variety. Okay, that makes more sense. Um, but so first Man- Manuel said that reading the book, quote, may become a game of what seems like fact versus fiction. And that's oh, all for the reader gosh. to decide. But it. But then he goes on to say, I'm writing what I know, and I wanted to keep the story authentic, but by no means is this book a Roman, a clef, whatever that means, where I just changed names mm. and this is what happened. Yeah, That's you just lied to Jezebel. Yeah, but I've used people on the show as inspiration to tell this overall story around identity, flipping the script, so to speak, and breaking. Oh my gosh. Yeah, and it's just, I forget where it is. Um, Uh oh. Oh, okay. The, The show's executive producer who we know as Joe Vong in the book is like America's next top models producer, mm. Ken Mock. Which, so maybe yeah, we'll we need Google to research him, for him next a little time. bit. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on 
to basically say that, uh, oh, to promote the book on Twitter, Jay Manuel posted a picture of himself holding a mug inscribed with the hashtag, who oh, is Keisha Cash? <laughs> and yep. the answer seems pretty obvious mm-hmm. to, I think, everyone here. However, Manuel, who departed the show after Cycle 18, which he said was his decision in responses to reports that he was fired, claims that he did not have Banks in mind when when writing the character. He literally says fierce, which is Um, Tyra's catchphrase. Wait for it. Quote, when I wrote the character of Keisha Cash... First of mm-hmm. all, Keisha Cash, Tyra Not Banks, we have been over this. But anyway, I I actually saw the actress who was in the book trailer, Nicole Galicia. He said, I wasn't sitting there trying to make this like anybody else. I wanted Keisha to be her own person. She's pretty crazy at times, but she's also vulnerable and has a lot of pain. I found oh that interesting gosh. to explore. Like, he really thinks he's out here yeah. reading Tyra on the and low. He be- it sounds and like he believes it. Unreal. Which, he again, does. Jay, are you he good? Like, are you okay? Does. Are you safe? He's, a, yeah, I don't know, man. Um, but anyway, there's not really much that happened in chapter seven it's just their photo shoot there's a reference of one of the girls it's like maddie was saying one of the girls takes a photo with a cheetah and then so they're taking photos with all these different animals and someone one of them is supposedly like deathly afraid of birds which i thought was a reference to nicole circa season season five episode 11 yeah, when she's supposed to be and a like statue. New, wasn't it in New York yeah. and there uh, like the pigeons come and land on them? Um, I'm almost was it, were they weren't they Maybe. in Italy? Because I'm trying to think like where where did also I'm sorry to come back go. to this. I'm like skimming this article as we're talking. What does he he keeps saying the fourth wall? Uh-huh. What does that mean? I well, so I think that's kind of like a thing in TV or in acting. Like it's called breaking the fourth wall when someone talks to the audience. Oh, I see. Because you usually right? that makes sense because like, you're seeing aside, the three walls in the scene. I get that. Okay. Yeah. Right. Um, season five, Antium travel. Where did they go? Uh, I don't know. It doesn't really. I can't find immediately where they went. For Nicole to. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I remember Nicole being like squealing. Oh, London. You're right. London. London. I think I was thinking of um. The yeah, she was pigeon lady uh, in Home Alone, and that's why I was thinking of New York. Maybe <laughs> that's that's fair. Oh my god. <laughs> um, but oh, so moving on to chapter eight. Now it's uh, the judging of the first episode, and it says something in the first paragraph of 
It would have been more thrilling if the studio didn't smell of dusty insulation and the faint whiff of mold wasn't blowing mm-hmm. through the air conditioning ducts. And I don't know when the last time you saw relatively one, re- like in the last six one, months judging. But if like when if you if you compare the judging room in that to like a judging room even as as close as like season two like their first judging like it's so funny because you know we all know how the judging works they all Mm -hmm. stand there in their neat little row and they get called forward and they go back to their spot and then as their photos are called they get their photo and they go and they stand to the side and it's all very streamlined. But if you watch season one, episode one, the judging, it's so right. funny because nobody knew where to go. They're all mm-hmm. standing in this weird cluster. There's like, like the judging table is just, it's the exact same table that Hopefully. Irish dance yep, judges absolutely. use at a fish. And it like, it's so poorly done. There's like a, there's a fake ficus in the corner well, and that and like a plastic folding table peeking out of I a, remember you know watching what I mean? like, it's like just... some of the intro seasons relatively recently and they just look like they were done in like hotel ballrooms like there are just those curtains yes. as like a wall exactly and it's like, well, this is mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, those, yes. those dividers yes, that you so, can bring up. It's so funny because you can also, <laughs> yeah, he throws a lot of shade to, like, how much they cut corners with budget in the show in this book, which I just find hilarious. Yeah, which, yeah. And again, like, you can absolutely notice mm-hmm. it if you are looking for it. I also wonder if um, Oscar de la Renta, like, if this is like he must be pissed because Jay name drops him a lot in this book. Yeah, yeah, he does. I didn't even also think going about back that. what you were saying about like the time but, frame of filming and like in the ballroom. It makes so much like I feel like the contestants probably had a better idea of like where they were at in the pack than they even showed on TV because I'm sure. Tyra would talk way more about the people she really liked and what you know so I was giggling oh when he was talking absolutely about, like, yeah like yeah, going way in the about um the judging and how right. you're supposed to have only like three minutes yeah. and in here it was like yeah the slated yeah, judging scene was supposed sure. to take five hours to shoot Opening words from Keisha, 15-minute evaluations per contestant, deliberation with judges, meal break, and then the elimination moment followed by the exit. Keisha turned it into 10. So, like, she essentially Mm -hmm. doubled the time that they had expected doing whatever she was saying. Yeah, yeah. Which, yeah, yeah, which I would absolutely believe. Because I'm, yeah, I just, the Mm -hmm. whole thing is just crazy to think about and then it so obviously this book is a little bit distorted time wise and so it this whole chapter you end up going actually to Mm. the like finale judging so it's not it's it's announcing who the winner is and do you remember how like how like 
<laughs> corny the end sequence like after they announced the winner and then they would like yeah. a picture would flash up on the tv screen and then that photo would be on our screen our tv screen on this like fake ass um yep as uh-huh. a fake ass magazine cover basically <laughs> and it was like this Yes, Pablo. I, just would like I know where quote. you're going with this. I um, love it. Yeah. When it says every episode Pablo had worked so tirelessly to create and manage, the model muse logo that he created floated at the top of a tightly cropped beauty image of Adriana, and it sealed the deal as the title of a make-believe magazine for the reality show. Pablo had laid it out to appear like a real magazine cover. He was so proud of his, sh- like, of honestly, like a kind yeah, it of was not that impressive looking. Like, it was like, and again, like you were saying, I mean, times their of first season, and they're cutting quarters, and like, there's a budget. Yeah, and it was more difficult, but also, like. There was absolutely a professional who could have done what he did and had done it better, but they didn't have the budget for it. But don't right. act yeah, don't like act you like did it was a good job. Thing. Like, yeah, like you absolutely crushed it. That's the other thing. I don't know where it is somewhere, um, but. Well, and while you're looking for what uh, you're looking for. This is going back to dad's feedback to us, which mm-hmm. is, yes, there are all of these jobs other than, like, the main star of a show or whatever it is that do a lot of hard work. And there are a lot of things that need to get done and they need to get done well. And, like, but it's one, again, it's a thankless job, which maybe should change. I don't know. And two, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's, like, really that magazine cover at the end of every season. Like, I have never once thought about it unless I'm looking right at it. You know, like, yes, it took time Uh, for you to do and it was your job. And you took, you know, much care to do it. And also, like, people are actually going to remember Tire the most. So, like, so sorry about that. You know, like, what am I supposed to do about that? Yeah. Yeah, I um, I don't know, I don't know where it went, but I, I just think it's interesting that he, he is so quick to take credit for the thing, the positive aspects of the show, or even, even like you're saying, like, I've never thought twice about that end clip of, you know, them looking like they're on a magazine cover, but he is not only taking pride in that, which which that is good, that's fine, you can be proud of the work you did, but he is blowing it up and being like, I right. am the backbone. I did all these things. But then when something is going wrong or is not quite up to par, like um, at some point, somewhere in here, we start talking about the, I think uh, we talk about Keisha's, <laughs> music video like she is oh just convinced gosh. that she wants to make a music video which if we all recall yes is absolutely wait before we get there happened. this is a little bit of an um, aside 
But on page 84, uh-huh. there's like, there was this really random sentence that stuck out to me about Hannah, who like ran from the judging room mm-hmm. crying or whatever. And there's this sentence in the middle of that paragraph that says, personally, he didn't think they'd see the last of the white blonde farm girl, but he had more pressing worries. Which makes me think that, like, Hannah is either coming back or maybe whoever Hannah represents got really big even though she didn't win. And he's saying, like, I knew all along, like, ha ha. But I just found that sentence so random. And I was like, you had to put that in there so that to, like, claim something, you know? Yeah, I, hmm. Yeah, I I know. I wonder too. who that's It might to be, be Hannah from um McKee's season. Yeah, maybe or it could be um what was that girl? She was on Oh, Camille, mm. the music video isn't until chapter 10. You're getting She was on Oh, I'm getting way ahead. Um, but but I will say right here now that the music video was everything that he could mm-hmm. have produced himself, and he and yeah, it sucks. But that right. was where your skill set was at the time, buddy. Like you're not you're not gonna be a great mm-hmm. music video director on your first go and they put the pressure on and I understand but like right yeah that doesn't mean it isn't your fault like you you were in over your head for that task and that's just what what it it is it is so there you go yeah and and again I mean who know I assume Tyra is not a great singer because I you know, I mean, she didn't. Yeah. She well, hasn't ever Camille, released we'll, an album. We'll get there so, because there's yeah. also just something funny about Pablo stepping yeah, in to you're sing right, his. You're right. You're right. Whole thing, but I am shook at you <gasps> yes. because we're skipping over the most dramatic part of this oh, whole session I know. that we I know. read. Yeah, first of all, on page 86, I all I have written in Wait, the margins which part? is barf. And oh, just yes, just yes, the, yes, enti- because the entire like, page of 86 right well, because next Mason to says, some babies never learn. Um, like never tell anyone about everything you can do or they'll you expect you to do it for free. And then tells Pablo to start lying. Mm-hmm, and so, again, mm-hmm. Pablo is this poor, victimless, amazing, yeah. talented person that just gives and gives and no one returns. And then on 87, yeah, um, let me, I'll quote it. It says, over the course of shooting the season, he developed a fond liking to the handsome Brit, which surprised him. Maybe Mason wasn't as homophobic as he thought. And then I have mm-hmm. I have underlined and I say do Nigel and yeah, Jay engage I... in chorus is what I wrote in the margin <laughs> because Mason is like oh. yeah I, I can't put a bracket around that too 
because it it's just I also um like because a little bit further down like they keep chatting and Mm -hmm. like Mason winks at Pablo and he's and he goes was Pablo seeing things was Mason flirting nah he was a happily married man to an Indian woman from New Delhi I why did he add that in like you know Nigel Barker is Mm -hmm. married to that um model yeah I was about to say I'm pretty sure she's been on the show she was on the show as a judge one episode and it's just like why 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 put in such a specifically Nigel Barker detail especially right exactly i'm about to say what you are saying nigel's wife has read this or found out about this information and just absolutely grilled him oh that's i am certain someone i i I don't know that she read about her his wife being indian i was like wow that was bold No one asked you, yeah, Jay. For no, like, and it adds no one nothing to the story. No one, all, all he had to mm-hmm. say was he was a ha- happily married man. Mm-hmm. I know that he's married to a lovely woman, like, but he, yeah. like, to an Indian Get out. woman and from it's also, New Delhi. That's the, the just here. that whole page is a poor like attempt at foreshadowing because he's pretty much just telling us what's going to happen which we will get to also a little bit of a side yeah, note but on yeah, page 91 yeah. there's um, this part let's see where Keisha says you don't recognize me do you and she stands up a real life super Barbie doll intimidating the short man and it says Pablo made a mental note, Keisha Barbie, and I underlined it and <gasps> I right, life yes. size question mark. I that I think I he wrote, is. is he and also what a film. It's a classic. It's a classic. I one of one of my coworkers, um, she has been going through and watching Ooh, like that's a good category. classics. You've and got so I was tra- like, oh, in there. yeah, it's a, a it's a great category. Like she was, get a clue. You oh. have um, Freaky Friday. So many good ones. You have Mean Girls, obviously. You have yeah. There's there's some great great ones. Um, but then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, then you have Life Size, which is great. Oh my! And gosh. and she did not know what I was talking She's about. She's in for so a I, treat. Uh, but treat. I put. Don't worry, I put her on. I love that yeah, for her. So I wish I could rewatch it exciting. as like a first time consumer. As the first time? No, because did I was you, worried Did you ever I would watch the second one? It was, I think, mm. I watched it and I don't remember yeah, it I think, at all. Yeah, that's probably Which I think is the best that you can ask for in, in that kind of scenario. So chapter nine, are we on to chapter uh, nine? Yeah, I think I think we're on to it. I just uh, yeah. I really need more information on the real Joe Vong, but now I can Google. Yeah. Well, I'll do some research before the next one. Um, yeah, we damn, can... we're already at fifty. They, I was about to say there's a lot of info, but they're big chapters. Through. But we can power through. 
Yeah. Um, the first thing that I have underlined is not until uh, page 94. Do you have anything before that not. that you want to say? Okay. Um, so they... Keisha drags Pablo to mm-hmm. South Beach basically to cheat on her man. Um, and so he's like kind of questioning her about it because he's like, I don't know, like, if we really need to be like spending eight grand per hour. Um, and some guy named T. Re- Wait, hold on. Let me read. A little bit more. Okay. T-Rex is Keisha's pet name for her boyfriend. And so T-Rex, I guess, or Vinny, as we know him. Vinny, Keisha's boyfriend, is fronting the money for them to go to South Beach on, on some jet. So she takes Pablo, and Pablo is like, how in God's name did you get him to front you this money right. especially since you're coming down here for a booty call um, and she says so if T-Rex or Vinny if Vinny asks we're scouting a venue and this is a tax write off and I just I was about to say like, did he just accuse Tyra like of tax fraud yes or no like it just seems like again it's a page and a half of a chap into a chapter that he is developing this idea that she is lying to a man to go see another man and have right. him pay for yeah. it and also he's nobody's paying a lot for of things it. as his own creation and ideas. So, like, he's it's also claiming a lot of things as in calling specifically Tyra out. Yeah. I also wonder and if T Rex just... that nickname for Vinny is a hint to who he's talking about yeah to who it actually is yeah i wondered that as well and i don't know to dig into tyra's lovers who like who it could be um and then they started talking about joe vong again and she goes what do you care about him you're a trending topic on twitter these days more than me oh my god she sounded snarky and jealous. Yeah, and first it was of just all, like, no, you weren't. First of all, that never happened. Uh, number one. Like, name one time right. Manuel trended on Twitter. Even with the release of this book, which Four we hours. are literally here podcasting about, and we're into it. We're soaking up this book. Like, say what you will. We can talk as much shit about it as we want. Yeah, because we, we like, bought the book very... and are combing through it. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. we're just as yeah. vile and we and cannot yeah. stress that and enough he never just on twitter and but he never tried and neither will we it's here's the thing though is this is what we talk about. i feel like in his head he didn't trend on twitter because all of the trendable things he did he's claiming that tyra stole you know it's just yes. a lump of bitterness. Yeah, so true. Yeah, I mean, I, even further down, I don't know exactly what they're talking about, but he's mad at her for something, 
and says, quietly fuming, Pablo turned his head and shut his eyes. The word <laughs> bitch came to mind. He erased it. Like, first yeah, of all, Yeah, what do you mean? What? Erase it from you erase Like, what? Like, why was it? Yeah, what? Out of his head? Like, what? He's being just so dramatic about nothing. And then... Uh, it goes on to say, it was a long weekend. Pablo signed the venue for the open call and spent the rest of it lying on the beach waiting for Keisha to text him. She hadn't even planned a hotel room for him or an expense account. All she cared about was being able to write off the trip while she, he did her work and she got laid. And I have that in brackets and next yeah, to it, I, mean, I just said, honestly, that's a bad bitch move. Like, Right, hate and also like you hate us because you ain't so like I guess like, like and yeah yeah you agreed to all like mm-hmm. yes I didn't plan a hotel like I'm and not your mother where... like no I'm not gonna plan you a hotel room I'm here to I told you I'm flying here to get laid and we're gonna write it off as a tax write off so find us a venue. I'm going to go get laid because right, that's my plan. Honest. As I've told you, she I'm not responsible honest. for your shit because that should be a given. Yeah. that. And also, like, on what planet Jay, this is, is she a ever great time for to throw a little healthy reframe in there, which is coming out of your victim mentality that no one provided for you and thinking, Ooh. like, Ooh. I don't know, maybe you could set a boundary if you're not comfortable with that situation and say, I actually can't go unless you're going to pay for a hotel for me. Oh, or maybe you can just be grateful. I don't know, and say oh. I'll get a hotel. Hmm. You got me a jet. I don't know. Oh. Just thought. Oh, I'm just brainstorming. Oh. And I something oh. to think about and throw some things at the something wall. To see think what about. sticks. We'll see. What does that mean? You know, just to, just yep. like a bowl yep. of noodles. See you know, that should be your like mantra, really, rather than your heart chakra chant. Is just bowl of noodles. It'll bring you back to center. Yep. Yep. Um, But anyway, so this venue in South Beach is for an open call for the next season of America's Next Top Model. And so they're at the open call, and this is where it really starts to get... Oh, my gosh. Juicy. Um, So... They're at the open call, and Pablo and Mason mm-hmm. somehow end up more. in a room together. And, yep, yep. And the first thing I have see. underlined is on page 98 that says, uh, Wrap that body in my seductive light. Okay. <laughs> yeah, wait, hold on, wait for it. So, because just just getting into it so they end up in the same room and they're alone i forget exactly what happened but um mason says you should model bvds mate mason leaned on the door jam and if pablo hadn't known better he'd swear he was checking him out and immediately I, next yeah, to that exactly. i just said where did that come this storyline <laughs> and like and so then, like, Mason starts talking, like, why haven't we done any test shooting with you? Mason starts, like, framing his face. Literally, like, any 
any early 2000s teen um Mm -hmm. like one of those teen makeover movies where like the guy finds a girl and then holds her glasses up and then it's like but you're beautiful yeah it was very much like that energy for mason and then um so he and then he yells extreme close up and Mason moved in close now. Pablo could smell him eat his I know, easily so recognizable specific. extreme war Tom Ford cologne. <laughs> and like I would love to know if that's I know I would love the cologne that, that I don't Nigel know wore at that time or if he still does it. And then I know um Mason did a little hugging. <laughs> Suddenly, he he slapped Pablo's nipples okay, like they were frat boys and I grabbed his ass. Laughed out loud. Slapped Pablo's nipples like they were frat boys. I just wrote, "What?" <laughs> I just have a bunch of exclamation points, and then after, "Hey, Pablo turned away." Mason raised an eyebrow as if to say, "You game." Was he? Mason was handsome, sexy, straight. And next to that, I I have, what is this storyline? Because what is it? But but anyway, so essentially. Okay, well, this is what really took me. Again, another very big accusation is he says, Mason grabbed Pablo by the chest and threw him to the floor. And, like a seasoned initiator, dropped his own pants all in one quick gesture. So not only is he claiming that Mason, which presumably is Nigel. It's all very scary. Molested him or harassed, sexually harassed him. He's also claiming that he's a seasoned initiator, as in, like, he's done this many times. Yeah, that is a good point. And then he he also quotes he the way the very homophobic mm-hmm. way that Mason starts talking to him during like it's a very it's a very specific mm-hmm. type of closeted man, I feel. Like it's sort of like that bully, like you again, you see it in like teen um drama sitcoms like uh, oh, yeah. like there's that one guy in glee i think who was like gay but a bully like you right. always see the like bully who is actually gay and like that's just yeah. something that is portrayed so i don't know if he's just trying to lean into that but like he's like right mason says things like i know how your people like it and it was like it's all just it's very it's yeah it's really rough like traumatizing just to read and it seems it seems like an an odd thing to put in a light heart what is what I assume was supposed right. to be like a light-hearted you know gossipy novel exactly and it really makes me concerned like it I I feel like I mean I feel like if this did happen Right. It's 
god awful and it needs yeah, to don't be put it in said. this book like, don't put it in this book you know what i mean up and like, down that it's let's fiction and there's talk all about these weird it. like connections like yeah it's just it's very strange and i don't again once again i don't see why this is in here Un- unless this is yeah what the whole yeah book maybe is about. this was, was his, his like, way to get process his, to get that know. out there I honestly, I, I honestly I don't, hope. That's but at what the same it is, time, because like, if he was just writing this type of scene for purposes of like entertainment, like you're saying, like it's way worse. Like, no, no, don't do that. Exactly. Like, exactly. But, but that be, I don't know. Like, what? Well, I'm just gonna Google it right mm-hmm. now. I have to know what Nigel Barker says about um the wigs a bitch and the meltdown uh what it's mm, it's all j manuel talking about it was yeah that's the other thing no one else wants to be involved in this book nobody nobody that was on right. that show or Which is heavily so including Janice it seems but this is my perception who he of has that, so far been like, pretty nice yes to. these are some heavy accusations since he's claiming it's fiction no one's probably gonna pursue anything which is its own problem but I feel like their perception is almost mm-hmm. like J. Mm-hmm. Manuel's book really does not matter all that much so I'm not even gonna bother like making a statement or anything yeah yeah well i mean yeah yeah i think that was the best way to handle it honestly um but anyway so after this whole episode happens of course yes this took me too because this is not good good at all yeah and you know he's he's telling her that he it's it was disgusting and I feel dirty. Which first of all, before he even like show starts telling her what's um, wrong, he has to throw in again that she pulls out some Hagen Dazs ice cream and says, "quote She didn't offer him any, of but course, that wasn't Dolce de Leche. So like even in the midst of this like absurdly traumatic like scene. <laughs> Like he's still taking digs at yeah Tyra's. He, he like, just won't let go. Ice cream yes. Cake. Anyway, constant. but keep going. Continue. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, so he's you know telling her that I I can't work with this guy anymore, um, and she bit her spoon and looked at him hard. Um, Model Muse has taken off, Mister Pablo. This is what you wanted. It's what I want. We can't let anything happen to the show. Besides, Mason is kind of hot. Think of it as a compliment. I mean, it's kind of flattering. No one's manhandled me right, in years. Right, yeah. And it's like so now Tyra is a rape apologist? And it's just like, get over it. The show is a... Like, that chapter alone just... 
it's very jarring. And once right. again, we must truly ask, are you okay? Jay because then later, Tyra okay? says, "You can't tell anyone, Pablo. No one can I, know. Like, You'll ruin his reputation and the shows." So she's also like victim blaming. Yeah. Yeah. Not and it's just it's also very confusing because once again like after that moment and that interaction where it basically vilifies Nigel Barker and Tyra Banks or mm-hmm. Keisha Cash and Mason Hughes it's sort of just dropped and then they move on to the next thing it re- so it's it's it really is and he even it's poor writing see this is where number one I don't I don't know it's the whole thing is just striking me weird you know but he and I can't tell I really again I can't tell what's true and what's not but he even makes a point to say like Pablo says to Keisha I can't believe you a woman who's been objectified your entire career continues to stand up for equal pay and publicly endorses the me too movement you're telling me that this is not a serious offense. If I was one of the female staff, you'd have his fucking head. So, like, part of me is like, oh, maybe this was, like, Jay's way of painting oh, this picture yeah. of, like, this happens often. And, like, if it's, like, maybe it was, like, the male point of view, mm-hmm. particularly, like, mm-hmm. the gay male of, like, it happens to men. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe that was an intentional yeah, thing but it yeah. feels more personal and like more of a it was anecdote. more of a symbolic yeah yeah it and it was it was just such an it was such a weird choice again like okay. you're saying to put it in a fictional storyline that is right. very closely rooted in your yeah. life so experience. jay we hope you're okay yeah it's really strange like do it we, yeah and we will if back you, you up need to 1, say something like say that shit we got your back we we, we have hate so this many book, mixed feelings how much we love one of them book, is and we would have Jay, your back so please should you have something smart. to say but also know the others are there too and we have yeah, many questions exactly um so many questions. I mean, I'm, I really think if I he finds out there are podcast episodes we, about it, he book, will We have to... Great. I, I love that plan. I'm at least hashtagging his name this time. <laughs> Which is um, but first, anyway, let's move on to last chapter, like, um, chapter 10. Thanks for sticking with is, us. I think I should record an album, which is what Keisha says. And I immediately wrote next to it music video shoot. So you just know, you loyal anti-emmers like us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know exactly which shoot it is. But I um I wrote just at the bottom of the page, I wonder mm-hmm. how many people close to Tyra sure. were happy to see her music career flop. Like how, because you, I feel like that was... You could tell, because Janice was still there for for that, I believe. And you could feel, obviously, they didn't really like each other anyway. Yeah, but, like, you could just feel the energy in that room. Even even the girls, like, even the competitors. It was Joanna and Mercedes and Camille 
it was that season. It was season two. Yep, April. And it's all of them. Like, you could all, like, they're in April. Fucking April. Um, She was just, like, they were all there. And they did the music video. And Tyra was the only one excited about it. Like, I kind of want to rewatch that episode just because it's so uncomfortable. I don't know. It just felt so random, even when it was released. So, like, I find it really funny that he portrays it really similarly, which is like, yeah, oh, it's just a it whim was... that presumably Tyra had of like, now I want to record a song. Right? Yeah. It's very on yeah. brand for her and personality. And then Pablo sense. says, confronts oh, Keisha and, then... and says, you can't sing. And she says, I just did. And he's like, no, you can't carry in tune. You're just a touch tone deaf, being kind of kind about it. And her response is, I'm black. We can all sing. Mm -hmm. And I bracketed that and just wrote, "Uh (laughs) Mm uh-oh. Me too. (laughs) So I bracketed that as well. Oh, yeah. But then the next line I underlined because... So she says, I'm, I'm black. We can all sing. And Pablo <laughs> responds with, well, evidently you are not black enough. And I don't and know. I'm not sure what's more offensive. Like, well, I mean, of the two sentences, obviously, but also like what right. is more offensive yep. if this is a direct quote or not? Like, if that really happened, just put it in. Yeah, just threw it if in. If that did Willy not nilly. happen, and he just put that it's in a there, good line. He thought he just thought it would be a. It would. Oh add, no! Like, not oh, to be no. funny, but he thought it would add some color. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, it's bad. What? It's really bad. This book is getting like, cringier. It was, as it was just. It. A, it's such. Yeah, such a weird choice. And it's, it's a lot. I it's just a lot. And but anyway, they're just going back and forth and he's he's saying he's trying to help her avoid embarrassment. She's coming mm-hmm. back with he's jealous and then she dares him to sing and at the bottom of this page it the sentence is just he turned toward the mic and called her bluff. And yep. I have that mm-hmm. underlined and written underneath. Of course he fucking did. <laughs> oh, and all of a sudden. And serenading for, the most beautiful woman in the world, Spanish. as he says. And, and it's just. Well, what's so, so funny is that he even takes then, a dig in the midst of that as he's bragging yeah, about him being a good singer and swinging his hips back and forth doing a little salsa. He says, he sang in Spanish as Keisha frolicked around him, pretending to be a flamenco mm-hmm. dancer. Of course, the song had a salsa beat. So he had to even just, like, paint Keisha as an idiot. Yeah, like, and so it's, there's so many just, this, like, like, appropriate one-liner digs yeah. in here that are just bad. And then he even says, and I underlined this, too. Yeah. Um, she so wanted to be more than her looks, which, like, I feel like that is just, like, 
he's like mm-hmm. pitying her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's the meanest thing he could have said to her. Yeah. It is the if Tyra is would the take anything to heart, sentence in this book so far. It is the cruelest. It's so cruel. And then he goes on to say it hadn't occurred yeah. to him before that she was usurping his own talents and claiming them as her own. She'd adopted his hashtag gesture and made it her own, borrowed almost all of his catchphrases and made them famous on Model Muse. Yeah, and now she was trying down. to sing. Like, who Pablo. told you you Stop were that. a singer? She doesn't who count. Told you? Your auntie, your auntie doesn't count. But it's bad. No, that, it's but just, yeah, that that was just it's just funny. So also, bad. she mentions for the music video, like moving forward a little bit in the chapter, <laughs> that they get Derek Huff from Dancing with the Stars. Who did they actually get? I was trying to remember. Yeah, on one of five. Yeah. Wait, where does it say that? Oh, they got to choreograph. Some, yeah. Um. But also, I don't know. Um, Tyra Banks. They is got. The, yeah, they absolutely like, did. Not the MC. What is it called? Like the host of Dancing with the Stars these days. So I also wonder if that was like a little nod of Dancing with the Stars. That uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, maybe. Um. Yeah, I don't know, but it goes on. Bas- basically, the. The whole shoot is a shit show, and Keisha is underwhelming as a performer. She's not very good at singing or dancing. Um, Keisha refused to have them review Mm -hmm. a rough cut, even though production could easily edit in a polished final version for the episodic airing. So, no, Keisha wanted everyone to see the final product at judging, which only gave Pablo which two also, days to shoot that's the what happens with Keisha at and the end of the episode and ANTM as it plays her whole music video. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. And then, and then they go off judging the clips. That's not in the actual music video. Each girl's best clip it's, that isn't even in there. Ugh. Yeah, which I, so this, I mean, knowing that they shot, totally edited, and put together that music video in two days sort of explains. Right. Yeah, like now you're like, okay, well, I get it then. But I, I just found it very interesting that, you know, his back is up against the wall and, and the right. problem that you and I have come to know. He can fix everything. He's a fixer. Um, and he, he puts out fires quickly, efficiently, and permanently. Uh, and it just, it's interesting to me that that since this one did not come through, it isn't his fault. Like, it's so fascinating that, you know, now he, now he's burned out. He couldn't do it. But now, yeah. This was a fire he couldn't put out. And instead of saying, exactly, I I'm wasn't able to do it. He was like, well, Keisha only gave me two days. But just which, like, which okay. I well, can agree like, is unrealistic. Like, but it's like you were saying, maybe reframe like, it. It can also just be like what it is. 
Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's just, it's just maybe so say silly. I can't do that in two days. Like you said, maybe maybe set a boundary then. It almost like yeah, you could have communicated. Like I don't know. Um, you know, no. Yeah, yeah. It sounds it, like it just, you agreed it seems to like do maybe something that nobody knew have that you were stressed out. It sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just sounds like you are a bit of a yes man. Maybe you had great intentions, and but yeah, it wasn't great. You know, like you got. And what's funny to me too, not only is like, does it play out in the real episode that we? It's like her whole music videos at the end of the episode. But I think she also probably says something, if not verbatim, this something very. Mm-hmm. close at judging which Keisha says addresses the eight contestants who are in her music video and says I cannot tell you how nervous I am right now my legs are literally shaking because this is the most vulnerable thing I've ever done this week you had a very special photo shoot you performed in my first ever music video <laughs> like I'm almost positive she says exactly that oh my god and then I was giggling because then it talks about she, Sasha yeah, turning to Miss Thing, who is presumably Janice and Miss J. Sasha turned to Miss Thing, silently opened her mouth, and stuck her finger down her throat in a mock gag. So, mm-hmm. like, even the judges were, like, talking shit about Tyra behind her back. Just, the contestants are there, and the judges exactly. are, like, yes, immediately. It's so. <laughs> That's too good. Yeah, and they're seeing that. It's so funny. And then, and I also, I thought it was interesting that he, like, changed the title of the song, which in, in the book, right. it's Girls Are the World, and it's, it's basically who run the Beyonce's world. Who Run This World, which I'm trying, like, yeah, and I'm trying to think of, like, the actual music video and like who she was maybe trying to bite off at that time because mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm sure it was similar to someone's yeah and I want like I wonder like it had a salsa beat I do recall that right. so okay. I wonder if it was like a something I'm so glad you brought that Shakira up because on or like J-Lo the first paragraph I'll have to do says, some research Pablo had used bright beauty ring lighting and only noticed now that he had inadvertently made Keisha's complexion appear lighter than usual. She really did look like Beyonce in a few of the wide shots. The similarities were worrying. What would the fans on social media say when the episode finally aired? And my thought was, I don't know if, I think they just put Beyonce in, but I wonder if he was talking about like J-Lo or Shakira. Like those were the two that actually came to mind especially with like if she was pe- yeah, appearing yeah. lighter than usual mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah oh and can I just say a lot. so like before yeah. that he I don't know they're just referencing Beyonce a lot during this music video thing but uh, anyway the producer Joe Vong is um he's upset with the music video and how it turned out because he's like, this is, this is right. a Beyonce. Like if Beyonce sues us, it's on your heads, not the networks. And uh, so one of the other producers or the, her manager, Andy, whoever um, he says, calm down. 
Artists are always getting inspiration from other artists. Look at Taylor Swift. She totally knocked off Beyonce's homecoming performance once. Right. Yeah. They all hail the queen. And I just thought it was right. funny to like add that dig and in for Taylor like, Swift because that was a very a real thing that happened. Like, that happened that long ago. <laughs> it was just like, why? Yeah, it was just like, and and right. again, like yeah. now he has Beyonce stands and like Taylor Swift stands coming for him. Like that was that was not yeah, he smart has nerve, I guess. Yeah, she say also, what you will. Sorry, go ahead. Old. She yeah, also coming was, back to like this whole no, chapter really about the music video being more or less verbatim to the episode. She says later, I'll never forget the eight of you who will forever be a part of my dream. And that absolutely was in the in the show. And that's all I'm going to say about that. Uh, that, yes. A hundred percent. Oh my god. But then, um, but yeah, so then they're doing the judging and she's talking okay. to the girls and they're going through it. And for no reason, I'm on page 112 now, but for no reason at all, um, like, he he starts going on about Keisha had hoovered up all of Pablo's good lives, adopted his hashtag gesture, which he just won't give up, and I need to find out what that is, but, but adopted his hashtag gesture and he noticed that she now tilted her head like he did when he was talking I was about to, to the say, models. A tilt of the head? Like, can you really claim like that as your he's being a own. little nitpicky at this point. I know. Like, I noticed that too. Like, oh, now she's even tilting her head like me. Like, nobody... Like, yeah, they just need the air Nobody too, breathes you know? like you. They're just breathing. Like, that's mm-hmm. just... Yeah, no, yeah, I noticed that too. I that think we he, all he just do? he needs validation, you know. Um, and here it is, Jay. You worked hard. You have a lot of cool things about you. Yeah, and I'm it's sure so, Ty then, copied you. You worked so hard. You did. You and did. We were That's a, you some of your primary so consumers of your hard work? You worked and we so appreciate hard. you. Yeah, arguably like the top two. Arguably. The you know, foremost. We bought two books. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome, Dave. Yeah, we Love bought two you. books, which was you. more than a lot of people can say. <laughs> well, and then moving forward, the oh, she going God. back to Tyra, like um, having access to like video cameras and stuff, and being a little stinker. She like sends. Yes, she sends <gasps> in male models are we gonna get to shandy and um i just wrote on page 112 when they're talking about like having sending in these male models and telling the wine bar to send over a case of red and white um and all of this kind of stuff i just wrote on the Mm -hmm, side of the mm -hmm. page "Uh uh-oh shandy Because I was like, this is where it is, where Shandy cheated on her poor boyfriend, <laughs> yeah. Eric, and have to call him the next day. But in this in this scene, to be fair, what is inconsistent yep. with Shandy's story, yep. I, it doesn't yep. mention anything about um, who it even is it? What model in the... 
Mandy. Man, it doesn't mention anything about Mandy having. Wait, it's Shandy and Mandy. Mandy. It doesn't mention her <laughs> having a boyfriend. So to be fair, maybe it's not. I don't no, know. That's but it does mention she. Maybe I'm getting ahead of where we are too. But on page one thirteen, yeah, yeah, she says I'm just homesick. Talking about like this sexy guy number four or whatever. And I'm pretty sure Shandy talked about oh, being yeah. homesick the whole episode up until that Ugh. one scene. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, the whole episode. Yeah. And <laughs> I also, the thing that killed me about this part, because, like, again, like you said, now that we know she had secret hidden cameras around or was tapped into the cameras I should say I don't think they were necessarily secret but she and she actively sent over she sends over wine and men and yes very specific instructions to quote make sure the boys are willing to get naked too Mm -hmm. and then and then like shit starts hitting the fan and Mandy aka Shandy is you know Right, got has someone's you know butt cheeks in between her legs, and all of a sudden, um, Pablo bursts out laughing. Oh, Mandy, Keisha dropped her ice cream and screamed. She wasn't supposed to bang the guy. They aren't. And then Pablo says they aren't nuns. You said so yourself. And then she goes, they shouldn't be sluts. Pablo's like. <laughs> And then, um, yeah, he go he goes on to dig at her. She's like, "Models shouldn't be sluts. You're the queen of the booty call." And then she just goes, "Stop laughing." And like, I could absolutely see her being grumpy about shaming. this. Yeah, being the even though she was the one that literally facilitated. Yeah, like right. she like, and she mean? set that shit up. Like was what like I want these boys to get naked. Like I so also was it laughing because what, the scene they described like, right be- before she's like she wasn't supposed to bang him. It's talking about like the cameraman going into the bathroom and it says the cameraman pushed it open and there in the shower behind a steamy clear vinyl curtain were some very fine yeah. male buttocks thrust between some very pale long legs wrapped around his waist. That is like the visual of Shandy with that man, wasn't it? Or was it Joanna? In it was it was um no I think it that was, was Joanna. It was someone was making out in the hot I think tub. Joanna made out that with ha- someone Shandy and there was like started a making out hard with him door in the Do hot you remember tub. That? But then they like went to the so room. I think I'm mixing up those two memories now that I'm thinking about it. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah, you're absolutely but right. It's so good. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> and then my other favorite thing is, so, like, that scene happens, and the cameraman in his, like, little communicator to the rest of the producers and stuff just goes, what do I do? <laughs> so funny. And then Keisha yells, bust them up! It's bad. Uh, And it's just so... uh, It's just bad. It's Mm -hmm. it's just bad. And and then Keisha is like, 
all of a sudden so angry about this and she like basically goes in and embarrasses the hell out of poor Mandy and gets her gets her an appointment to go to the gynecologist gets her which like I I don't want to be too divisive about this but like and also shouldn't she know I mean, these about are adult women like let her live like her sex like there was and like birth control by now I, yeah yeah and but she just she just shames her so hard about like mm-hmm. like she goes in she's like what were you thinking like this is new york city you can't get laid right? by any stranger like yeah and then mandy is like but you out. sent him over and keisha glares at the cameraman and is like cut that <laughs> uh and it, it was just like and like i don't know it was and yeah, she just like if she gets on her positive, high like, horse. Just so much there. And yeah, it's just. And like, then the very next scene is Pablo getting a phone call from Keisha at three a.m. Yeah. yeah, like frantically saying, "Like I'm late," and he's like, "For what?" And she's like, "My period." And so, yeah. Well, I think it's just he's really. Not being subtle, yeah. Her yeah. Usual, what was but that? Just painting the picture that she's like a hypocrite, I guess. Because it's like literally right after mm-hmm. the scene mm-hmm. with where she's like, "You need to go to the gynecologist. Yeah. You need to eat the right food. Mm-hmm. Stop eating sugar. Make sure you're healthy. Like if you test positive, we'll have to send you home." And then mm-hmm. she calls mm-hmm. Pablo at three in the morning, asks him to bring her a pregnancy test, which is already just like a weird request, I think. And, um, she is, like, asking to get her these different brands of pregnancy tests. And Pablo asks her, are you worried about T-Rex or South Beach? Which is the guy that she, South Beach is the guy she cheated on Vinny slash T-Rex with. And she says, South Beach. And turns out, of course. Mm -hmm. Right. And Pablo is on his high horse this time, being like, you're telling me you didn't use a condom, and you're not on birth control, and she's like, no. And he's like, what were you thinking? And then he goes to sleep and turns his phone off. And sets it, honestly, and then, and that's him setting a boundary, which is what I've been asking him to do this whole time. Yeah. But also, he didn't, like, he gets in yeah. his jab because he goes, what were you thinking? And then he repeated the lines she used on Mandy. He's so grumpy. Oh, I know, you weren't thinking. I mean, Tyra like, must, Tyra like, definitely oh. read this. She definitely had thoughts. Yeah, it's, it's. And like, her manager slash her mom, who I'm assuming oh, is still her manager absolutely. after all these years. Absolutely. Had to convince her not to respond publicly yeah i would think so yeah i just oh it's one of those things where like he he really oh my took the opportunity 
yeah. when he decided that this was a fiction novel and he was like, I'm going to admit it. And you know what? If that's anything like, I'm gonna, I learned from Jay Manuel, it's to just commit to your grudges. He really did. You know? Just let them bloom. Yeah. Yeah, I I would love to see him. Like, it's going to be yeah. so interesting to see what he does next. I feel like, oh, wait, has he, just yeah, left he it must. off of his He's chest. been garnering like, all of this. Has to feel like amazing negativity after this and bitterness. It's out and it's in writing, mm-hmm. and there are many. And, the, copies. and now it's now it's just in there this are book. at least two underlined copies at this point. Yes, yeah. like just yeah. really sifted through, and it's just. Yeah. I hope it, he feels better. I hope he feels light as a feather. And cited sources. Yeah, I. My concern is that. Like yeah, he was maybe expecting more. Of I don't people know how like many you and I there are to turn out for this book, and I don't know that I don't fans. know that we did. Yeah, but I know. Me too. Is that what, do we want to do eleven through fifteen? I just, just keep I that can't wait break. for the next five chapters. So far, it's been a good pacing. I think. Yeah, I think I think we should keep that that plan, and if something. We can, yeah. If something crazy happens, yeah, we, we'll we see can how it goes. Go through. I don't more. know, he or has, if it's like kind of dull. We have many we'll chapters left, we'll and see. if he's dropped but, this yeah. much, in we'll for eleven through fifteen assumptions. I know. I'm very excited. Yeah, I can you hear I that siren? Cannot wait. Sorry, I we live right wait. by the fire station. Oh, yeah. Yep. No, that's okay. Oh, okay. That makes sense. There, yeah, there. That's okay. Out it's and okay about to be tonight. I mean, they're excited too. You know. Oh no, nope, they. Nope. We're not gonna do that. Wait, we're not gonna do that today. He's got them like wee wee wee. <laughs> wow, we did oh, it. Okay, well, um, we went in over. I didn't even remember that there was that much so, in those chapters. Yeah, we really, we really got into it today. Uh, uh, so, yeah, there was so much to be. Yeah, we may need to um, narrow. Yeah, if it, it's a more like bit. this, we might right. have to knock I it down. Feel, to talking you know, I feel after, good like, about it. This is chapters. my favorite book club I've ever been in. I think. Yeah, but um, great fun. Swell. Yeah, it's been great so far it's been swell you're still here um but anyway thank you everyone for tuning in if you're still with us you yeah you can follow me on instagram at marielle camille that's m-a-r-i-e-l yeah you can follow me also on instagram at hello it's muddy a-t-l-l-o-i-t-s-m-u-d-d-y on instagram I love you dearly. I adore you. Excellent. So, yeah, I love you. I miss you. I can't wait to see you soonish. And we'll great. We'll continue talk to soon read and 
continue to process through your own books shit on page if you feel <laughs> even if you write a book maybe